0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Oh, easy. what's on your mind?
0: I was just wondering how long ago people stopped realising the save icon is actually a floppy disk.
1: Ah, probably about the same amount of time since people stopped making mixtapes on CDs. Do you want to delve into the issue?
0: Well, I'd rather have a sit-down conversation with Bill Gates on the matter. But in the meantime, I guess you'll be...
1: Acceptable, Acceptable company. company. Hey, everybody.
0: Hi.
1: Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've all had a good time, having good times.
0: (laughs) A good life.
1: Having a good life. Hope you're all happy. Hope you're having a good time. Thank you for joining us once again on Acceptable Company. First up, um, I want us to talk about something I heard on the radio the other day. Mm -hmm. So talking about dating apps, they're a dime a dozen. I heard about a new dating app called Taffy. And the Mm -hmm. whole appeal of this dating app is that you don't see the person's face straight away. Mm. it's a i'm guessing they must have a profile um with likes dislikes things you're into that sort of thing and you match with the people and then you have a conversation and perhaps after a certain number of exchanges or after a certain period of time the faces are revealed do you think this would be a successful trend would you try this particular dating app z
0: I think it's a good idea in theory, but I would wanna set some parameters beforehand. I think there are certain preferences that are not too narrow, but I would wanna rule out certain things.
1: I, I think that's acceptable. I think there's plenty like even on the dating apps with pictures, there's plenty of people that are, you know, I want guys over six foot, I want this, I want that, I only into blondes. I think that's yeah. fair. I think this app, yeah, like you said, it's a good idea in theory, but in practice, I think it'll just result in the exact same issues a normal dating app has, but people will have more investment before the ghosting and before the... (laughs) There wouldn't even be that much investment because without knowing what someone looks like and that excitement of, wow, she's really pretty, I'm excited to talk to her, conversations are hard enough even when you're interested in someone's face on a profile. The online dating scene is is terrible for conversation. And I think an, an app that focuses on that before you even revealed the the people's faces would just be I I think it sounds good but in reality it wouldn't work
0: I disagree I think that it would allow you to get to know someone without the distraction of what they look like and it's more of like a a sure way to know if you have chemistry with that person
1: I agree and again I think this is a a theory meets practicing because all that tells me is people are going to be invested before they ghosted. More invested. Because they're thinking, oh, this conversation is going really well. Let's see what they look like. And then next minute, she or he just disappears from the conversation. Which mm. I promise will happen a lot.
0: I have a question about these dating apps. Is there an option to send like voice clips so you can hear how they communicate? Generally, because- no. no. Most of
1: the dating apps I've been involved with, um, you can't really send anything. Mm. Mostly text messages and, and gifts. Um, But
0: what about with this taffy one? Can you send voice clips? Oh,
1: I don't know. I haven't tried it.
0: Because I (sighs) feel like, for me, imagining myself in that situation, it wouldn't be the person's face that deters me. It would be the fact that they communicate in a certain way through text, and then, in reality, their actual communication style doesn't reflect what I imagined, or their voice sounds weird, or I don't know.
1: I think with a lot of dating apps, there's a lot of the, you know, putting on your best face and, and meeting people in person, you're like, okay, you're a little shorter than I thought, you're a, you're not quite as blonde, you're, you sound a bit different. There's mm. always going to be that, that level of risk. Mm. I think this app just just opens up more risk. Not, not that people are always truthful in their profile pictures or dating apps anyway,
0: so do you not see their face at all, or after a certain amount of days, you do get to see it, or how does that work?
1: It does reveal the pictures after a certain amount of days. I don't know if it's something about exchanges, or I'd, I'm not sure what unlocks that privilege, but yeah, eventually the, the pictures will get revealed to each other. I wanted to talk about online dating in general, because it's an interesting app, but the online dating world itself is quite the phenomenon. I um, don't believe you've you've done the online dating world. No. But I've, um, I have. Um, for the last three years before I met Courtney, I was trying to different apps. I was on Tinder for a time and then I tried Hinge. And for the most part, it's a hell of a time. And I mean that in a negative way. It's. <laughs> Difficult. There's a whole bunch of people that are fake, trying to rip you off. That are can't hold a conversation. My God, there is. What do you mean might, rip
0: you off? Ah, uh, like
1: the the webcam models, or they right. they want you to follow them on Instagram or
0: OnlyFans,
1: something like that. Well, this was before OnlyFans really like took off. Mm. But it's similar sort of thing. They want you to follow them on Snapchat and pay a subscription fee or something like that. The amount of people that were real, most, most couldn't hold a conversation to save their life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think this tappy would roll. Because people can't hold a conversation generally, let alone one that's purely based on conversation. I just think it would be a lot of frustration.
0: As someone who prizes communication skills above other things, I feel like it's a good app to find someone who communicates with you on the same level. And also, it makes people who kind of rely on their appearance, it doesn't give them that crutch anymore. So you actually have to show some hint of personality.
1: I see what you're saying, but I still think, like most of these apps, it's going to be dominated by males, first males who talk to anyone that just has a girl on their profile, regardless.
0: But do you think that they would even try this app because they know that they wouldn't see the person?
1: The first emails?
0: Yeah. I think the first emails
1: are going to be trying any app. And also, if if you're reliant on finding someone through their communication skills, you would absolutely not thrive on the online dating scene. Mm. You would be severely disappointed and lose your faith in humanity. At least 80% of people just couldn't hold a conversation past Oh, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, what are you up to? Not much.
0: But you're looking for girls who have, you know, a plethora of choice out there and they're used to not having to put in much effort, maybe. Whereas I feel like guys would try a little bit harder. Yeah,
1: I I would agree. I think there's a lot more competition out there for guys and not to be too... Um, sexist or chauvinistic or whatever but i think it's it's easier for girls to find a guy if they Mm -hmm. wanted to especially Mm -hmm. on the online dating world i know some of my friends that have created a profile and they've gotten you know hundreds and hundreds of matches which have taken me several weeks if not longer (laughs) to get to that level and they've, they've got it in a day it's a whole different game for girls out there
0: yeah i can imagine that
1: I also want to touch on what online dating has done to dating in general, because I would imagine the the most used method of meeting people for dating these days, unless you find someone organically in the Mm. wild, which sometimes happens, friends of a friend's or someone at work. Where else do you meet people these days? Especially these days, um, being in lockdown, the options of running into your dream, your soulmate are pretty slim. I, believe, I don't have the statistics. I haven't looked it up. But I, I would be willing to bet dating apps have just flourished and exploded um, since COVID started.
0: Even though we're not allowed to meet people?
1: Oh, come on, Z. Are
0: people out there meeting people?
1: 100% they're out there meeting no. people. And it's even... I'm such
0: a stickler for the rules. I'm like, oh, everyone's at home.
1: And it's even better because you don't need to organize a date anymore because you have nowhere to go. So you just say, oh.
0: Cool. They have to go to your house.
1: Yeah. Come mm. on over. <laughs> Especially because with the, the acceptable reasons bubbles, you're allowed to go see someone you're intimate with. That's true. So, yeah, people are, are still seeing each other, especially where before things got really bad. But the thing is, it's, it's changed the, the field of dating. And, and I think that's a lot of things. Society has something to do with it because it's harder to approach somebody in public these days. There's more risk involved. What do you mean? It's more just if you approach somebody at work and you you try and flirt, it can be taken the wrong way. can HR can get involved. It can be more difficult to express your feelings for someone in person these days. At least with online dating, you know that everyone there is single, you'd think looking for the same thing you are. You know that they're all available. You know if you've matched with them, at least they find you relatively attractive or something about you interesting. You're already several steps ahead of if you were trying to find somebody in person in the real world.
0: Okay, but on the flip side, meeting someone in person, you forego all of the dating app stuff like, oh, will I get along with them? Do we have chemistry? What will they think when I meet them for the first time? It's
1: a more organic method of meeting someone for sure.
0: I just feel like people can misrepresent themselves or maybe not even intentionally on dating apps. 100%
1: they can. Online dating requires a whole bunch of weeding. Not going to deny that most of your time spent online is going to be disappointing. Mm. And so it should be because you're only meant to find that one person, right? So the majority of the people you're going to meet are just not going to be that person. But I'd say that a lot of people have met online. My, I met my girlfriend online. There's, I think it's becoming more and more common and less and less shameful to admit. Mm -mm. I think
0: if this Taffy app implemented some kind of voice clip sending mechanism like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger have, I think that would help.
1: Is this just a function or is this just an integral part of the app?
0: It's a function like, oh, you sound cool. Tell me a joke. (laughs) <laughs> or something and uh, i get it but you just hear how they talk and i feel like that paints a lot of the picture for me without having to see the face if i was on this taffy app i would be willing to just meet no face exchange if i could hear their voice and hear them talking so you'd
1: want so you'd you'd leave it to the, your first meeting in person <laughs> to find what they look
0: like like, if, if the Taffy app said, we don't reveal faces at all, I'd be like, mm.
1: No way that would work. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: but it's that unimportant to me.
1: Yeah, you say that now until you rock up and the guy's missing all his teeth and <laughs> has shaved his eyebrows. Appearances have have to have some value.
0: I guess. I like to think that I'm above that, but maybe not. <laughs> teeth are kind of important.
1: Look, I think you're a pretty great person, Z, but I don't think anyone's above that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's above having no teeth.
0: Matt, who is the biggest celebrity you've ever come face to face with?
1: Um, I've met my name clone, Matthew Johns.
0: Ah, oh, cool.
1: Um, I've seen a few celebrities from afar at expos and things, supernova. Ah
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, nice.
1: <laughs> I haven't really done the bump into someone in the supermarket and take a selfie. Never been that lucky.
0: I've met two big celebrities, but not asked for photo, but I've seen them in the wild. In a so- while. At London Airport, um, I saw Jason Momoa. Wait, do you know who that is?
1: Yeah, Aquaman okay. and yeah. Cal Drogo. And...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know, and a don't great, forget Baywatch.
0: He was on Baywatch. Um, he was on Baywatch? Yeah, like the actual original show, not the movie with Zac Efron. Was he? He was. He was very young. He was like 19 or something.
1: He belongs uh, on Baywatch. He's a very attractive man.
0: He looked very different. Um, so I saw him at London Airport and... At Disneyland, I saw Gina Davis, who was, she's in a movie called A League of Their Own. She's the mum in Stuart Little.
1: I don't know Gina Davis.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's a big time celebrity. I
1: I'm more excited for Jason Momoa, I gotta got admit.
0: Yeah, I should have started with her and then gone to Jason. <laughs> Um, so have you ever met someone who you look up to or who you would class as like an inspiration to you or even a hero?
1: Um no i I went to the hugh jackman concert oh yeah i really like hugh jackman i've been i'm a big fan of roosterteeth it's an online like a production company they do like let's plays and things now and i've watched them for yes they're probably the closest i've come to meeting a celebrity for me you know they're not a widely known celebrity but have you heard of the slow-mo guys for example slow-mo guys a youtube channel anyway gavin free is um on roosterteeth as well as slow-mo guys i was actually in um a short for roosterteeth when they came to australia to do an expo and i was in a i was in one of the videos as an extra
0: i remember the zombie one
1: the zombie one yeah and that was that still is one of my favorite memories so i got to take photos with them and meet them in person and see how they are behind the scenes how were they most of them were really cool one of them um, I remember distinctly, I was kind of waiting outside to get my zombie makeup done, and one of them was like on the wall next to me. I'm just like, Can I, can I shake your hand? He's like, Yeah, you know what, he's Um But when I went to the expo the, the following day, I remember one of the Rooster Teeth guys was walking past with his family, and we're all in line for something. We're all trying to call out to him and say, Hey, hey, look at this way. And he, he just like ignored us. And I've Mm. always remembered being disappointed. That's the thing I remember most about that expo. Just the disappointment. Now, even now, I I think of him differently when he appears in a video.
0: Yeah, so I was going to talk about that, like meeting your heroes. They say never meet your heroes. What are your thoughts on that saying? I guess it it
1: depends. I think some people accept the level of of celebrity that they're given and and would live up to that. Like I can't imagine Hugh Jackman being a jerk (laughs) to anybody, right? I feel like he'd actually sit down and have a beer with you if you were at a pub together. But having said that, you've heard about what, you don't believe me? You don't mean he'd have a beer with me?
0: I would love for you to actually meet him so I could hear the story because I know how much you love him.
1: I love him, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you love him for who he is.
1: Yeah, he's just an amazing guy. In his concert, right? His wife, she was an actor before he met her. He's obviously way more famous than her now, but he's just totally dedicated. He sung a song just for her. He's just a beautiful, beautiful man.
0: But this is all on stage. This is still a stage presence, a stage persona.
1: But you don't hear about anything negative about him. Mm. Give me one negative article about Hugh Jackman.
0: Do you hear anything negative about that rooster teeth guy?
1: Uh, not generally.
0: See?
1: Yeah, but... I just don't believe that. Yeah, but.
0: <laughs> you have painted this picture of him in your mind and you hope, and I hope, that he is actually like that in real life. But the reality is, we don't know yet until we actually meet them.
1: Yeah, but Hugh Jackman's a lot more famous than this guy from Rooster Teeth. I can't measure. it. It's just a feeling in my heart, see?
0: Yeah. And I, I get that. I get that you would feel a certain way. But on the flip side, I have met two comedians that I like really, really looked up to and like had a one-on-one interaction with them and both times these like comedians when they're on stage and they perform I really connect with them and I think oh we could be best friends and I didn't realize or I forgot that comedians are putting on a persona as well when they're on stage like even though they're having a conversation they're putting on a persona and when I met them both of them were so different to who they are on stage
1: Were you disappointed by this?
0: Yeah both times
1: Did it ruin your Impression of them?
0: I think it just opened my eyes to the fact that.
1: They're performers?
0: Yeah, they're performers. It solidified to not meet your heroes because I'm still inspired by their work, I still find them hilarious. But it was also partially me. Like when I met them, both of them, I just kind of froze. I didn't know how to react because I was so Soft shocked or so in awe. Yeah. And I'm quite a bubbly person, but I don't know. I just didn't know how to react. And I feel like maybe if they met the real me, maybe they would have been different, but because I was so weird and awkward. <laughs> Maybe that's why they were also like... I also feel
1: there's a difference between how they're going to act in front of fans. And I feel like for some celebrities, they don't take the stardom thing too well. Mm. And they don't want screaming, adoring fans. It, it's too much for them. Especially after you've done an act and you, you probably, you know, it stresses out everybody getting on stage. And you probably come backstage and you're meeting. Endless amounts of people that are just starstruck and in awe. How they'll react in that situation is different than if you got to know them over a few days... And And you went out for a drink with them and they they loosened up a bit and you loosened up a bit.
0: So what is the appropriate way to react or respond if you do see a celebrity or your hero out in the wild like let's say it is their work that you really appreciate how can you or should you express that to them without coming across as a super fan obsessed weirdo
1: i think every celebrity or someone that performs or creates art uh, they're always going to appreciate someone coming up to them and saying hey look man i'm a big fan i love your work shake your hand and that's it
0: okay so in summary if you see someone that you admire that inspires you don't be a weirdo
1: yeah just just stare at them across the across the airport
0: (laughs) yeah um just just stare at them (laughs) and let them know that you love their work yeah and walk away and don't cut off their hair
1: oh well it depends if it's Hugh Jackman Z, I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about something that i partake in but i don't think is widely understood mm, crystal and meth crystal meth <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's perhaps even more obscure and potentially shameful than that <laughs> yeah. so i play with my friends dungeons and dragons yes which is um as you know a role-playing game, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, because many, many people have probably heard about it, but I don't think many people truly understand exactly what it is. We're at an age where the geeks of the world are being a lot more recognized. Geeky things like anime and video games are becoming more and more widespread and accepted. Um, but this, for some reason, D&D is still on the cusp of kind of branching into the mainstream. I think it's almost there, mm-hmm. and it's branching into movies, there's a community episode based on D&D, there's Stranger Things, they played D&D. it in
0: um Beauty and the Geek Australia.
1: There we go, Beauty and the Geek Australia. But that's my point. It's in Beauty and the Geek. It's still seen as a, this niche, geeky kind of weird thing where people dress up and it's still not widely accepted. And mm. I thought this was a good opportunity to talk about what exactly it is and why so many people enjoy doing it.
0: It is quite a complicated thing to wrap your head around because I remember you having to explain it to me. And I can I can learn things pretty quickly, but for me to truly grasp what it was, it took several explanations.
1: It's one of those things where you have to see it done or to just sit in on a session and just give it a go.
0: Yeah, because there's different things. There's like a 20-sided dice, and (laughs) even that just seems crazy and like what do you even do with that and the The, fact that there's no structure makes it hard to like conceptualize
1: yeah it's not you wouldn't think of it as a board game which is what a lot of people i think think it is yeah it's not a board game for first and foremost it's it's about role-playing and it's about imagination and it's about creating a a character in a world together
0: A choose your own adventure book
1: Yeah, but even more so. It's basically just living in an alternate world. But the important thing, and the the thing that's integral to D&D, is you will need a DM or a dungeon master who basically exists. They're basically the world. They talk to you about what you can see, where you are, what you can do. You ask, can I do this? Can I talk to this person? They will say yes or no. They Mm -hmm. guide the players throughout the entire world. And the better the DM, the better the campaign, really. Because the more inventive and creative the DMs are, the more fleshed out the world's going to be. Now, officially, D&D... You can buy expansion books and campaign books, which will take you through a campaign and maps and characters and enemies to fight. Um, and there are plenty of different versions that have taken d and structure. I played a, a short version of d which was a Stranger Things. It was a crossover between a D&D world and a Stranger Things one. Or we played one where we were a bunch of bears trying to rob honey from a rich billionaire.
0: I think also what's confusing is in Dungeons and Dragons, how much of it actually involves Actual dungeons, actual (laughs) dragons.
1: Um, Well, I've been playing... I think we had our third anniversary not long ago. So I've been playing for three years. Yep. And we've encountered two dragons <laughs> <laughs>
0: right so i think the name is also misleading because it makes you think of literal dungeons and dragons whereas it's not that it's, it's various worlds
1: it is the, the core game of D is uh, a medieval game and you and your companions your friends will have a, a quest but it's up to you if you choose to do it this way or that way it's basically you say you know i want to try and Throw a rock at that window and the DM will say, okay roll the die and you'll put that die roll against one of your attributes be it strength or accuracy or, or something and he'll die roll to determine if it if it works or not
0: mm. and so just to clarify when you say attributes you're talking about each person who's playing is a particular character and mm. they get a character description right
1: yes exactly and and it, it can be about races what languages he can speak if he can see in the dark or not your height it can be about your backstory it can be there's a lot that goes into a character. And yes, each character will have attributes or things like strength and intelligence and charisma, and these will determine how how well you interact with the world. Basically, the whole world is governed by making decisions and whether or not those decisions come through based on your dice rolls and attributes.
0: That's right. So let's say you want to do something. Let's say you want to um, use your slingshot to slay the dragon. Yeah. Um,
1: very, you- very, very broad. I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it can be anything. It might not even be a slingshot. It might be throw some chili flakes in his eyeballs. It can literally be whatever you want. Exactly. Whatever you can imagine. And then how does the dice roll work? Can you explain that? So it's a 20-sided dice with numbers 1 to 20.
1: Generally, yeah. There's a twenty-sided. There are seven dice used in D and D.
0: There's
1: a there's a twenty-sided die. Then there's a there's a ten-sided die. There's there's all these different dice. But the one for determining whether something is successful is a twenty-sided die. So Mm. if you say, for example, I want to take my sword and I'm going to attack that. Mm. That's all the chili flakes. Well, I'll get to the chili flakes. <laughs> so something as simple as using my sword to attack may have a, a standard, you know, dice roll. The DM may say, "Okay, look, if you roll over a certain, say, let's say if you roll over ten, it's successful." Now, if you say, "I want to jump up, bounce off the top of his head, and throw chili flakes in his eyes," <laughs> that's a bit more complicated. So the DM may say, "Okay, based on your, based on that, you have to roll over sixteen for it to be successful." Generally, that's how it works. The more complicated the idea, the, the more it difficult is it train. is to accomplish. Yeah, but of course, your character may be very athletic. He, he may be very acrobatic. So mm-hmm. he'll have more points in that sort of field. So he won't have to roll as high.
0: Yes, because you get bonus points for those attributes. So if yeah. you want to complete a task with athleticism or charisma involved, you have extra bonus points to work with. So you don't have to roll the dice as high.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, for example, I've got a, one of my favorite characters is a a bard. So he isn't very battle focused. He's a, he's a musician, essentially. Very charismatic. And there's an attribute called persuasion. And I've got a persuasion of plus 12, which means that whatever I roll, I get plus 12 added to it, which is pretty damn high. Yeah. So automatically, I, I, I basically never fail at persuading somebody something. And when we're role playing, we're all playing these characters with their own motivations, their own backstories. I know it probably sounds a bit lame and a bit like a bunch of people dressing up and, and putting on funny voices. It's Ad- a little bit of that. Admittedly, that's how I perceived it before I sat down and gave it a go. But at its core, it's a good opportunity to have for everyone to meet up once a month and to hang out with my friends and have a good time. Have adventures together and I kind of escape the world for a little bit. It's it's playing a game that's endless in terms of the world the we're in and, and, and what we can do and what we can make together. It's fun. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, it is fun. The reason I do know a little bit about D&D is because you obviously had to teach me, but that's because I wanted to run a and d game for your birthday.
1: Indeed. So Z put <laughs> tremendous amount of effort into not only learning how D&D worked, but... <laughs> Crafting her own her own world in which we, oh, me and my friends, can play, along with maps, character sheets, and a fully fleshed out scenario. And not to mention, she did the whole thing with a, like a big Dumbledore beard and a <laughs> Scottish accent.
0: Yes, yeah, the Scottish accent. I forgot about that.
1: It was incredible and a very very uh, appreciated birthday present.
0: Uh, I'm glad it was fun. It was fun to do.
1: So, how did you, as a as an outsider, does D&D make more sense to you? Is it what you thought it was before you went into it? Like, what's your general perception of d and I,
0: I was nervous going into it, because it is endless possibilities. So I didn't know what people were going to suggest. So I obviously created a world, I'd created characters, but I just didn't know how crazy...
1: How to police the situation.
0: Yeah, Yeah, like what if they said, oh, I take a rocket and I fly it into outer space, and... <laughs> make love to an alien like i mean they could <laughs> they <laughs> i could. don't know um how to yeah, yeah govern that as he said um but it was fun what made it fun though was how enthusiastic your friends were about it like i gave them character sheets and they really they read the character sheets and they really embraced what the characters (laughs) were about and they played the characters really well
1: it was it was so much fun i got to play a a hologram (laughs) of myself
0: there was a homeless guy
1: there was a girl I'd gone on a Tinder date with and scorned. Yes,
0: yes. Um, there was like a boomer that worked at Bunnings. It was really annoying. Yeah,
1: there was a Karen. And, there's, um, and there was a child prodigy. A
0: mathematics, mathematics
1: and, child like, prodigy. A piano
0: prodigy. <laughs>
1: It was a lot of fun, and it was an interesting experience even explaining to you how D&D worked to the point where you could put together your own version of it. That's all I really wanted to say. It, I think it's something a lot more people are going to get the opportunity to try. I think a lot of people are actually playing it, but maybe not being completely out um, out <laughs>
0: closeted D&D fans.
1: I think a lot of people I talk to now have have tried it or have their own campaign going. I like to see that and it's one day hopefully it will get to the point where people aren't as closeted about Mm -hmm. their enjoyment of it because I was a bit apprehensive going into it and three years later and it's some of the most fun I've had with my friends for a while and it's a good excuse to, to keep seeing each other and keep going on adventures together.
0: What is your advice to someone playing for the first time?
1: Do some research as to a character build. Uh, do some research into what you want to do. Read some forums. Look at some guides.
0: That makes it sound like a really tough like assignment. My advice <laughs> <laughs> would be don't be afraid to use all corners of your imagination.
1: How how poetic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So some easier advice is just to play at your own pace. If you're someone that's um, a bit shy and, and needs some help coming out of your shell, uh, make sure you're playing with the right people to encourage that.
0: So, today's Acceptable or Not <laughs> comes from Tina in Brisbane. Hey,
1: Tina. Hey. Um, thanks for running in.
0: Yeah, thank you. Nice to hear from you. She asks, using a baby name that you know someone else plans to use, Acceptable or Not?
1: So let's say your friend is having a kid and they're yes. a month ahead of you. Yeah. Or even worse, they're a month behind you, so you're going to have the kid first. Uh-huh. And she said, I really like the name Jeremiah. And you said, you know what? I like the name too. And then you take it. Is that the scenario? Is this? Are we talking about somebody we personally know? Someone you personally name? know. Oh, have they Have they had the kid already? Like, could this kid be a six-year-old by this time?
0: No. Okay. The, you know, someone else plans to use. Okay. So, assume you're the f- person who's having the baby first, is using the name. Someone else, who is having the baby second, or isn't even pregnant yet, plans to use.
1: And in this scenario, the only reason I'm interested in this name is because I heard it first here from this person.
0: Let's assume yes
1: then I'm going to say not acceptable.
0: Interesting. What
1: what do you think it is?
0: I agree, but also no one owns a name, right? Like how many Johns do you know or Ben's or Matt's?
1: Yeah, I I know what you're saying. It's a free country, but it's still, it's a dog act. It's an unspoken rule. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what it's, if you already liked that name or had that name in mind
1: then that's different uh-huh. I think in that scenario you could talk to your friend and just see just hash it out maybe you're both cool having a name let me do a bit of role playing for you right okay so you rock up and you go oh hey Lucy um, how's your little bump going and she's going oh actually we're gonna call him Sam and mm. you say oh that's so weird I also was thinking of calling him Sam yeah and Lucy's like no way that's cool we can have two Sam's That's scenario A.
0: Okay. Scenario
1: B is very similar. Is that when she says, oh, I was thinking of calling him Sam. And you say, you know what? I hadn't thought about it, but Sam's a really good name. I'm going to name my child Sam as well. And then you have a fight and the friendship is over forever.
0: Okay. Also, scenario C. (laughs) Oh, I was also thinking of calling it Sam. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, but I already was thinking of Sam like three years ago. No, you can't do that. I
1: I think it kind of comes down to whoever puts the intention forward first.
0: Mm.
1: It's um, finders keepers, you know?
0: So what kind of relationship are you assuming? You're assuming like a close friend? Yeah. Okay, so what is the distance that you're allowed to take the name?
1: Someone you're going to see, I would say, you can steal the name if you're probably going to see them once a year or less. Okay. Or occasionally at the shops. (laughs)
0: Okay, <laughs> right. So that's the kind of distance we're talking. That's what the about, distance we're talking um, about? I think for me, it actually depends on how common or how unique the name is. Like, if it's a common name, mm. and someone else says, "Oh, I'm going to name my kid Oliver," and then the other person's like, "Oh, I'm also naming my kid Oliver." No one has any ownership of that name. It's used by every second person out there.
1: Right. So, if you're saying if someone's got a name like Alora, and someone steals the name Alora rather than Tom. yeah it, it's a it's a more heinous crime
0: yes heinous it's heinous because it's on the svu introduction in the <laughs> criminal justice system sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous
1: these are their stories.
0: <laughs> yeah. The more unique it is, the more it is, like, obviously, blatantly mm. stolen.
1: I do agree. You get extra points for being a shit person. Yeah. If you if you still uh, a more unique name.
0: But I will say this, though. Someone that I used to work with, don't see them anymore, but we are connected on social media, but we don't talk. Um, they named their kid a very unique name, but it is a name that I really, really liked. If I ever had a kid, that would be, like, number one on my list. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, ex-colleague who you don't talk to anymore, but That's... you're still connected to. But it's super unique name.
1: How are you connected to them? Sorry?
0: Just on Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Oh, super unique though. Mm. I think you're going to have to block them first.
0: Mm, before yeah, you have the kid. You're right.
1: Because they- they're going to see you posting it on Facebook and be like, she stole our name.
0: Yeah, true,
1: true. odds are they're probably not going to say anything, but they'll know.
0: Yeah. But I didn't steal it because I thought of it before they named their kid. But...
1: No, you're just going to have to block them, get rid of them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then you do you. Either way the shame of stealing someone else's name is going to be too much to bear so choose a different name or just get that that person out of your life
0: okay so in a nutshell using a baby name you know someone else plans to use
1: i think the vast 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 majority of situations unacceptable
0: Okay, I'm going to check out poll cuz I just put it out today. It is 44% acceptable, 56% not. So, Damn. It's quite divided.
1: Those 44% have stolen the baby's name for sure. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot closer than I was expecting. Normally I yeah, think Yeah, people
0: I, are savages out there. No,
1: normally I think I vibe with the with the audience, but in this case, I don't know. But um still still unacceptable.
0: I think if it's a common name, it's free game. If it's a unique name, not acceptable. No, because, it,
1: like I said, you could have... Nah.
0: No uh, one has ownership over the name Ben.
1: No, but you want to be creative with your own names of your kids, right? You don't want to go, oh, what was I named after? Oh, we stole it from so-and-so. You're named no, after this but every name is
0: stolen from somewhere. You heard the name somewhere. Yeah,
1: of course. But it, it's something like, oh, you're named after this character on the show. You're named after this Bible character. It's a bit cooler than, you know, I stole it from Francine. You know, it's
0: i guess no i I still think free reign if you're gonna give your kid a common name then gotta live with the fact that anyone and everyone is also gonna name their kid that thanks everyone for listening
1: bye guys see you next time